Welcome to BPV Knows. Today, BPV Knows tax traps and opportunities for people who own airplanes. Our expert is Jonathan Crace, a director in our tax practice and an advisor to high net worth families. Jonathan, tell us what are some of the common misperceptions that you hear from people who buy their first airplane? Uh, there, there's one that comes to mind specifically. Recently, with a client, I was asked uh, if I purchase a plane, is there a limitation on the deductibility of the expenses I take uh, based on how much it costs for a first class ticket? And the, the general answer is no, there's no limitation. So that that that's one of, of many common misconceptions. And that's it's usually with regards to the specific amount you can write off with regards to a purchase. Do people ever come to you and think that they can write the whole thing off if they use it for business? Absolutely. Um, the the, the write-offs, if, if structured properly, can be significant. So uh, I always typically start with just mentioning to clients that it's an economic decision and a financial decision before. So tax is really secondary, but if if done correctly, uh, and and obviously the facts and circumstances fit within the means of the law, you can, in theory, write off the entirety of the purchase in the first year. So is it important for individuals to, to structure something in advance of buying a plane, or can they do that at just at any point? No, no question. It's a, it's a big purchase. Structuring is probably one of the most important factors. Uh, you want to choose the correct entity. Um, it's it, you want to be associ- have it be associated with a specific trade or business that's already in play. Uh, there's FAA excise taxes that could trip you up. There's there's potential sales tax issues. Um, even the whether you're going to charter the plane or you're going to use it for your own purpose. Like what, what's the ultimate use of the plane. Um, all these factors need to be considered when thinking about the optimal structure and um, gives the taxpayer the ability to take as many expenses as they possibly can. How about if somebody already has a plane and they upgrade and get a bigger plane and get rid of their smaller plane? Are there opportunities for them there? Sure. I, uh, th- that's a, there's a lot to that. In theory, if you've depreciated the plane over a number of years and you're going to sell it um, or dispose of it, there can be what's called recapture. So if you've taken a write-off over a number of years and then you sell a plane at a later date, you may have to recapture some of that income as, as ordinary income and not capital in nature. So, so that's an issue. Um, you don't actually have to buy a new plane either. Um, you you can buy a used plane theoretically, and also have a full write off in that first year too, which is kind of an interesting play that's available in the tax code. Do do clients come to you before they make these purchases to to get some of this advice, or do you find they just get excited and call you <laughs> after the fact? <laughs> I hope they come to us, but yes, it in general. They, they usually come to us in advance. We've, 
we we run economic simulations to tell them the potential purchase of it, um, kind of the the after tax returns they can get. We we map out potential income sources that can be offset with it or income that the plane can actually generate, and then we we map like I said we map out the the proper entity structure, um, and then even with writing off. Uh, for for depreciation purposes, sometimes it's not optimal to write off the entirety of the plane in year one. Uh, specifically, if you're going to use it for personal use at a later date, we typically recommend to write it off over a number of five years or seven years, so that if you write off 100% in year one, and then you know the client thinks, okay, it's going to be primarily for business, but in reality, they end up using it for personal use just because it's the convenience and the joys of having one, um, that can also create issues at a later date as well. So all, all these are factors that I think it's important to, to really think through methodically at the onset of your purchase. Do some of these issues also apply to other expensive toys like yachts and, and uh, other fun things that people purchase? Absolutely. I, yachts are kind of a whole nother subset of, of rules, but but all these all these fun toys that you can purchase, um, if if structured correctly, you can have significant write-offs. I'm just thinking through some examples that 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 we've utilized for clients when purchasing a plane. Um, every year, the 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 expenses can also be significant. But if you think through the actual utilization of the plane, the business purpose. Some of these, for instance, pilots' wages, depreciation, maintenance of the plane, um, all that, they can they can be written off each year. And we typically compute kind of a, a scenario of each year what the after-tax deductibility is going to be of all these expenses. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that that you want to warn? purchasers of airplanes that they better think about before they go down that path? Sure. Uh, I'd say insurance. I think more is is kind of the general theme that is is most important to portray. Uh, usually we, we recommend a policy that's in excess of $100 million, just given, given the overall exposure, especially if in theory, you're going to charter the plane and you're going to have passengers on there. And, and the, the overall litigation and protection that you need, especially just to, to have these types of assets, I, I think that's a, that's a really important consideration to have is just the, the right type of coverage. That's a great, that's a great thing to remember. Um, so Jonathan, thank you so much for explaining that to us today. Uh, to our listeners, thank you for joining us. And uh, as with many of these topics that we cover on this podcast, having someone in your corner that knows what they're doing and has done this type of work before can really be a value. So we're here to help you if um, you have any questions or we can serve your needs in any way. If you have any topics that you'd like us to cover on the podcast, please contact us by email at bpvnose at bpvcpa.com. We'll see you next time.